There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Well, hi, this is Chris Cooper, and welcome to another edition of the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. I think this is episode 375, so uh, now in the ninth year of the show, and 10th year in September, which is just incredible. But I do appreciate you all um, for uh, taking the time and listening and learning and feeding through to me as well uh, about you know how things are going and what you're learning through the show, and it's, it's just always wonderful and a privilege to uh, learn more and to um, offer content that helps you to develop and to grow. You know, I said a, a vision um, a number of years ago, about 10 years ago, that I wanted to help over a million people to elevate their thinking and growing. And I, I freely provide content. Um, I've invested a lot of money in freely providing this content to you over the years um, because it's part of my purpose. It's, uh, it's about helping and improving and bringing people together. And I just feel at the moment that in the world that we're in today, it really is a requirement and a need for us to come together like we've never be done before to solve the world's problems and coming together with with love and connectedness and positivity and inspiration and not fear and anger and blame which uh, which causes disruption and uh, and is not utilizing our brains together to solve uh, these problems that we have around climate and COVID and things like that. Um, in, in my work, I help leaders to elevate their thinking and to develop their people and to build highly engaged workforces, which is on the same kind of that principle of creating these environments where in each individual with their 50 trillion cells um, are all um, feeling engaged and feeling connected and therefore moving forward on, on, on with worthy kind of goals. And I was really interested to have a, a conversation uh, with, um, with an expert around art. And many years ago, I ran a, a retreat. And within that, I brought an artist called Lewis Parsons, whose uh, work called uh, The Human Story was something I'd loved. And I'd, I'd bought some art from him. And, and we had people on that event painting their souls. These were you know, senior business people and, uh, and, and company directors and just um, people who'd really achieved a lot. And they came together and some of them flew in from different countries. And uh, they had an opportunity as part of this program to paint their soul in art. And it's amazing how people, even though it was now probably you know, 10 years ago since that event, people say doing that uh, and identifying who they were and their purpose in art had a huge impact on them. And they still show that piece of art regularly to each other. And over the centuries, you know, people have been inspired and moved emotionally and captivated by works of art. And therefore, I'm wanting to introduce to you Georgina Heskin today. And we call this show Art Works because art has the ability to help us to express really complex feelings and to develop the whole brain and explore areas that we've not explored before. And in light of the current circumstances, I think art can maybe help us to make sense of a new world paradigm where maybe there aren't quite words for it. You know, my guest is a um, highly accomplished artist, an art educator, 
Georgina Heskin has held 37 solo exhibitions in Ireland, the UK, the USA, and 27 group exhibitions. She's set up the Innovation Art Group, showcasing the very best in the creative fields and has been heavily involved in art education in Ireland, the UK, Dubai. Her work's in high demand for interior design, uh, for commercial business use and in print. And her literary expertise has literally taken her around the world, educating as well as being interviewed on national and regional TV and radio. So a big welcome to my guest today, to Georgina Heskin. Good afternoon, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Good stuff. And, and how, how are you and where are you in, in lockdown at the moment, Georgina? Um, I'm having a good lockdown compared to a lot of people. I have a garden, which in London, UK is... Um, quite something. It's small. Um, I'm getting to know the wildlife outside and um, yeah, I've had um, lots of cats come and they sit with me when I'm painting and they just, I feel safe there and content and neighbors are talking to each other from a safe distance and there's a wonderful little community there um, and it's just a little paradise. So I'm very, very lucky. Um, during lockdown because of that. I, I, I see you finding it's a, a time, of, are you a sort of a creative time as well and with your art? Yeah, because it's the first time I'm not looking at my watch. I mean, how many of us actually are looking at our watch, looking at the time? It doesn't make any difference for a lot of us at the moment what time it is, um, which is extraordinary. It's, it's a bit like a holiday, but it's not a holiday, and and it has ups and downs, of course. Um, but not having to look at your watch, it's just, yeah, that, that's just amazing. Um, from a creative point of view, I set out not to look at anything negative. Um, I set out to produce work at the moment, which is very positive, inspiring. So there's a lot of very strong colors. Um, and the work is flowing freely, and as the weeks go by, it's getting better and better, and um, it's probably some of the best work I've ever done. It's very different. It's not over the top. It's very balanced, um, and I think people are going to love it, and it can be viewed, and I keep using Instagram a lot. That's Georgina Heskin on Instagram, I use Facebook a lot, so you can see the work progressing uh, throughout the weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. We'll have to have a, a really good look at that, so we can find that. Find check you out, Georgina Heskin, on Instagram and Facebook, and you'll get to see some of Georgina's work. And so you say, so it's been a real kind of creative uh, time for you at the moment, and uh, reflective time. And, and I think you're right; it is um, the days can kind of drift a bit I'm actually busier than ever in in many different ways at the moment and I'm finding it myself a very very thought-provoking time actually it's uh it's, it's one you know to really think about life and think about your business and think about your family and what's important it's almost it's almost Georgina I don't know if you think it's almost like we're we're getting an opportunity at the moment to kind of press the reset button what do you think yeah it's a very valuable time if you can use it wisely um, not just uh, for personal growth and that, and you know connecting, reconnecting with your family, which is extremely important, but also connecting with business. 
there are a number of businesses actually being set up around the world currently at the moment, and they're ready to press the go button once the different states and different parts open up, and it, they're ready to go. So mm. there will be a lot of losers, um, but there will be winners as well. And I have um, one friend in Mexico, and he's set up um, a finance company. Uh, I've got another friend in the States who's uh, setting up a yacht brokerage. And that's just like two examples of people who are actually ready to go once things open up completely, and they're really excited. And before we went in there, I was also saying that it's an exciting time for designers uh, because we're now going to come up with new designs, which are practical, beautiful, um, for interiors and for your living spaces as well. So it's, it's a new way of thinking. And it's almost like a renaissance of design and ideas in a practical way. So there is some positivity out there that's actually really important and it's going to affect our lives for many, many decades. Yeah, yes, it's, it it's, certainly is a new way of thinking, isn't it, as we kind of move into this new world and how it's how it's all going to pan out we d- we don't really know but we can you know i think we it's a good time as you say to be thinking about your sort of business your business models um obviously some people will have some real challenges at the moment as well to kind of work through um but there is opportunity and there, there always will be tell us a little bit um you know just tell us a little bit about your kind of younger years and how you ended up um being an artist yeah i was very lucky in a sense right um, had a great childhood up till the age of about 30. Fantastic parents, everything was wonderful. When I get to my teenage years, have a stable home, everything is fantastic that way. But I wanted to um, press the, the button that says, I, I need to skip this bit because I'm not enjoying it. Teenage years hated them. Um, <laughs> Didn't connect with the world whatsoever. Hated it. Um, and when I got to art college, um, then I was back in, back in the zone and back into life again. So it, it was weird. But the age of 13, everything changed um, simply because I did a work, an, an artwork, which was a prescribed one I had to do. And I knew from then on in, that's what I wanted to do. I didn't know how I was going to be an artist. I knew it was going to be really hard, but that's what I wanted to do. And there are so many people out there in the world which never find what they want to do. And I did at a very young age. So that's extraordinarily good to know what you want Mm -hmm. to do. Um, it also, yeah, it also meant not just, I mean, producing artwork is the easy bit, but it's the other skills that are involved and all the bits that um, make the sale of the artwork, um, presenting yourself, uh, your geography um, increases because you're looking at the world globally, 
So it's basically one talent building another talent and another talent. And that's what you mm. have to learn. And you also learn that one subject connects with another and another and another. It's not you just need to a skills, straight don't you? line at all. Mm. I know my, my wife's a, a GP and you know her passion was always about wanting to help and, and care for people. But then when you get into you know running a GP, doctor surgery, um, whatever you call them in your your kind of country, there's actually a whole host of business skills that are, are required when you've got maybe 25 staff. Um, so that that original purpose and that kind of passion uh, has to achieve it, has to extend more than the, than the original calling, if that makes sense. I guess that's the same for you. Yeah, you don't have the luxury of just doing the artwork. Just like a, a successful chef doesn't have the luxury of just cooking. Mm. If they want to be super yeah. successful, they're going to have yeah. to run a business. Yeah. Um, you've had a, you've had a, 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 a paradigm shift, haven't you, in kind of in your life. I remember you telling me, we, we, you took me on a little guided art tour in London when we met, and which was a real privilege to and to spend some time with you and hear your, your enthusiasm and passion for art. And you, you said something to me about having had a, a near-death experience. And I just wonder, you know, for people at the moment who are going through a you know, real paradigm shift, you know, what did you learn from that and how did that impact you? Um, well, for me, and it's obviously different for each individual, and it's a very personal experience, I ended up, it was quite funny, so I'm blonde, as you know, and, um, you know, a friend of mine said, look, I think you should have black hair. I'm going, no, I can't have black hair. So on a whim, I decided to dye my hair. Within three or four hours, my head just grew. I mean, to a point where it's like one of these science fiction movies where the head's like six, no seven inches bigger than it should be from the forehead. So I went to A&E. And the first thing they said to me was, um, what's wrong with you? And uh, in my mind, I was thinking, this is a comedy sketch here. Can you not see? Anyway, they injected me with antihistamine, which is a very popular thing to do. Nothing wrong with it. But within, I think, about eight minutes, maybe less, I was on life support. So I now know... Um, antihistamine I shall never ever be able to take no Uh, the weird effect from that was um, I knew I was drifting to another um, place Uh, it was the most beautiful and the most joyous experience I could ever explain to anyone and then coming back from that I was a little sad, actually, coming back to life. I wanted to yeah. go. My, obviously, my time wasn't up, and then I felt guilty because it was pleasant, and I will never, ever be afraid, and I'm never going to be afraid of people who I'm close to passing away. I know there is something greater and better from that experience. So um, it took me about two, three years afterwards to 
kind of paying the feeling from that. Um, and it worked out quite successfully. Wow, that's, a, that's an incredible, incredible story. And um, yeah, that's, it's really, really helpful, I think, for people at this time who may be worried. I don't know when I, I sat with my dad when he died a, sort of 18 months or so ago. And uh, when he, at that kind of moment when he did, there was just incredible shift and a feeling of peace in the room, which, uh, you know, kind of makes me wonder that whether you know, the, that process that you describe is a process my father went through as well. So I think that's, um, you know, very powerful um, and must have impacted your, your work and your art. We've, I've got to go to commercial break now, but after the break, what course, I want to yeah. start to move into then is um, is talking about, um, you know, the, your art and the, the, the role that art can play in terms of, uh, you know, helping us with this world that we're in at the moment. So we'll be back again with you in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still succeeding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I'm with Georgina Heskin, and we're talking about art and how art kind of, kind of works. And we've been finding out a, a bit about Georgina and also uh, her experiences and uh, and share that very powerful story there about her her near-death experience um and um want to sort of have a a conversation you know now i mean maybe if we should just have a just mention before we go i mean what how would you describe your your particular type of art right um it's 100 percent me um, not every work is the same. So if you see one Georgian Heskin, they're not all going to look like the same, which is fantastic. So um, 
I'll explain it in three different ways. So you have work that's very, very colorful, bright, um, and it's got a lot of texture on it, which is two in 3D, which is basically comes out from the surface. So that's the first type. The second type would be work which will have figures and recognizable objects and things in it. Also could have a multiple of uh, flat work, 2D, and maybe figures. And really, all I can say is the best way to ex- explain is to actually go and view the work, which would be on Instagram under my name, Georgina Heskin, the same on Facebook. Um, and you're going to love it. There's something for everyone. You don't have to understand it. You've just got to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And you will connect <laughs> with some of the pieces instantly, for sure. It's work that is classless, which is not elitist, um, and work that is accessible to every single human being. Just open your mind, and you're going to love it. Not every single piece, but there's something interesting for everyone. Because what I do is I use the essence and my experience of life, and I've got the ability to put that in a visual form. And that's what I do extremely well. It's that simple. Brilliant, and it sounds wonderful. And how, how do you how do you um, think that art it helps us, you know, in uh, and can help us in this world that we're in right now? How, you know, what is the what is the value and the role that art plays? It's massive. Um, it's immeasurable, really. Uh, it's. In, well, in terms of um, being out somebody's feelings, as you know, it's used um, when people have trauma and um, there are art therapists out there who will use art therapy to help interpret those feelings. Um, the other most powerful thing that one can use is music. So a combination of music and art, really, really important um, it's not just paintings. It's not just something decorative. It's a way of communicating. Because going back thousands of years ago, um, and there are marks on stones, marks on ancient tombs, caves, that is the first form of communication. So it's a form of communicating. It's evolving with technology, um, and it is the most powerful thing that you can have. When you have television and our film work, which is art, that is also telling you how to live, how to behave, every single thing in a visual form. So it's not just artist painting. It is a massive, massive industry, which I don't think should be broken up. It should be respected and appreciated economically, socially, mentally. It's really, really important. It gives you an identity in your country, colors. Uh, It gives you a feeling of well-being 
And it is really important, the visual imagery, whether it's painting, whether it's film, photographs, whatever. Um, it's, it's part of who we are. And we've always, 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 from the beginning of time, produced images, produced marks, which is the human way of communicating. It's not just the voice, it's not just the sound. Yeah, sometimes it's beyond beyond words, isn't it? What, uh, what, beyond what words, feeling, yeah. Yeah, you know, that the art can uh, create. Uh, what, something I've, I was very inspired by this week, and I've not mentioned this to you, Georgina, but uh, a friend of mine, uh, Corey Blake, who's uh, been on the show before and, and will do in a few months' time, who's the founder and CEO of Roundtable Companies. Corey's a... Um, a, a former was a movie actor was in Fight Club with Brad Pitt and and um, created many adverts and starred in them in the in the United States and he's now got a company which is about storytelling and they've um, they create um, art walls and they've created something called United by COVID and I'd, I'd Google that if you're interested because um, what they've done is they've asked their clients and and people what are their feelings about um, being in lockdown and they've used their artists to create them into pictures and it's so moving um as you know as georgina explains there you know it actually the feeling that you get from from looking at that and, and having a look about how other people are feeling right now i think it can help us understand uh, you know the, the 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 feelings of um of our customers and the feelings of our employees and um, i found that really powerful to look at that so i recommend you you take a, a good look now georgina when we were um talk, walking around uh, that um the museum together you were t- telling me about some some, some art that you that you really love from history and i wonder are there any um and you were telling me some great stories as well i wonder is, is there a story or two of that um you know maybe of art that was created in key times in history that might have you know messages for us um dealing with the situation today um i'm going to tell you a story which is a true one uh because a lot of, um, when I explain to you the religious works um, that was branding for um, a lot of the Christian religions, so people would know who was who, and they would know the storylines. Or you would have uh, branding, as I would call it, for how socially people should behave, you know, in a particular time in history. So... I mean, that's how art was used. But one really interesting story was my first uh, time I came to the UK, and I was extremely naive, and I had a very, very uh, life that was full of no worries, and I had to get a job. And um, my first job was actually in the Royal Academy. And I got on the number 19 bus, which stops outside the Royal Academy. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go shopping now. And I realized I'm not shopping. I'm actually going to have to do a real job today. And um, that was a shock. And for about, you know, like three or four minutes, and I had to get my mind around this, you know, Georgina, reality check here. Anyway, so my first day, um, 
they had this uh, painting which they had found um, in Dublin, which was a Caravaggio painting. And um, my then boss was looking at that and thinking aloud. And this Caravaggio painting was in um, a Jesuit school for boys, uh, secondary school, private. And uh, for years and years, um, that painting was actually in the food hall where they would eat. And every Friday, they used to have these horrible dumplings. And for years and years, um, they would throw these dumplings at the Caravaggio. In the Royal Academy, you had all these academicians looking very serious in the cliched kind of dress you'd expect. So you had, like, the bow ties, you had a certain look, and then the glasses to the nose and all that, um, trying to look intellectual. And my boss said, I know that painting. That used to be in our school, and we used to throw dumplings at that. And with that, <laughs> you got these dagger looks, and then you had him going, oh, you won't quote me in that, will you please Please don't quote me on that. So that's just one funny example of how this amazing painting was hated by all these schoolboys, but yet survived. And I've always said that um, oil paintings are very, very tough. Uh, and um, they laughed. Interesting Thank enough, another you. story. Carry on, sorry. Yeah. I'm just going to ask you, Caravaggio. So, was he, was he the artist who painted the pictures of Vienna? So, not Vienna. Um, sorry, the um, oh, um, what do you call it? Venice. Sorry, that's Canaletto. That's oh, Canaletto. Ah, okay. So, what, what did Car- yeah. Who was who was Caravaggio, and what years did he sort of paint? Right. Well, you're talking about the golden years. You're talking about Renaissance art. So, it's one of the, one of the big A-listers in art right up at the top names in Renaissance art. Um, so what I just find is so funny that for years and years you had all these um, boys just <laughs> throwing these, this food at this Caravaggio. Um, and it, honestly, the painting was perfect. Um, I, I just found that. That was my first day in the Royal Academy. <laughs> and, and do you have an artist that you, you most admire? And, and, and no. what qualities do you they No, you don't. No. And the same with music. I grew up in a household um, which um, classical music was the number one. My sister's classically trained in singing. So you have the, the singing and then you have the artistic uh, person as well. A fantastic combination. And she's very academic. So... I don't have one artist who I adore, and I don't want to. I have elements of music, elements of parts of art which I adore. There, for me, there isn't one perfect painting. There isn't one perfect piece of music. I don't want to. I don't want to have that. Mm-hmm. I just pick up um, 
the parts I like, I enjoy, and I want to be influenced by people and by my experiences. I don't want to end up producing work which looks like something else or looks like someone else's work. So I've deliberately not got so consumed into something that subliminally I will produce work like that. I enjoy it for what it is, and then I can move on to something else. Uh, there are different periods of art that I love, some I don't like, um, the same at music. I just want and to produce you, work that comes from me. Well, can, can I go to, to you then? Do you, do you have a favourite piece of art that you've personally created? And, and, and if, if so, uh, why, why does it resonate with you in the way it does? Um, it's interesting. How can I put it this way? Right. You know, as you grow up, in, uh, when you go from zero to, say, 30, 40, whatever, um, do you ever remember looking at a photo album and going, did I look like that? I thought <laughs> I looked yeah. great. Right, we've all done yes. that. Um, and... That's how I feel my work is. So there are times when I look at work and I think, this is fantastic. This is the best I've ever done. And then there are times I look at it and go, oh, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. The most important thing for anyone, and this is in business, this is in sports, this is in academia, knowing when to stop. Knowing when you've produced that peak and then you cut it off and then you stop. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because you, you can o- overpaint, can you? Like, like we can in life. I mean, so many people... Overpaint, and overdo uh, things, overtrain, yeah. then you have injuries, overwork yes. and you don't actually produce any extra work, overstudy and you're actually not learning. The, the, the most important thing in anything is knowing when to stop, knowing when you're at your most productive and then knowing when to leave it. Mm. It's a really good, uh, really good point. There are elements of my work life, I but... love. Mm-hmm. I've learned knowing when to stop, mm. knowing when I'm at my optimum. And, and do, you, um, do you also kind of, I think it's a really great point for people. You know, we can be perfectionists sometimes and uh, spend too much time on something when actually we, we you know, we, we overdo it and it becomes uh, un, unproductive uh, use of our yeah. use of our time. Um, yeah. Do you, do you have, uh, actually we've got, we've got to go to commercial break in a, in a minute, but do you have any, you know, other kind of insights about, um, you know, for example, you know, do you, do you, do you kind of threshold and paint for many hours or do you take breaks? Do you paint when you're at your most productive? Um, how does that work? Right. So it's not like being a writer. So you do five hours a day and that's it. And then you stop. Um, there are so many other things I have to do besides painting. Um, when you have that feeling and there's a, there's a sensation you get when you're painting, which is incredible. 
And this is the natural high you get, and it's the same as a natural high for actors and, and for people in sport and all that kind of thing. Maybe even for people who are in business. You go with it. And then you cut it off when necessary. Mm-hmm. So there's a tension in your arms and your whole body. You know you're at one. You know at this point nothing can go wrong. And even if you want to completely change something, you have the confidence in your head and your mind and you will do it. Mm-hmm. And that takes guts, not just in painting but in business as well. Yeah. It's about confidence and it's about experience. And it's just a life-learning thing that you have to learn through experience. You can't just write a book about it. Mm. And just to demonstrate when you become a, start to become a master of your craft and then you, you kind yep. of flow. I can, I can relate a little bit of some of that to the world of kind of speaking and being in front of a group and there were times when you can just almost get lost in it uh, and you think, oh gosh, yep. how did I get there? <laughs> so it's a, uh, it's a wonderful feeling to feel that oneness. So I'm going to go to commercial break now. And after the break, we'll explore a bit more about um, about uh, our top tips for, for people wishing to practice and, and begin if they've not um, not been tried art before. And uh, we'll have a little look Definitely. at some of the lessons from art that I think will bring value to, to the listeners. So we'll be back again with everybody in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Georgina Heskin. I'd also like to thank my friend, uh, our mutual friend, actually, Dr. Mansell Malik, the uh, founder of the Diplomatic Business Club, who introduced Georgina and I. Um, actually, while um, Mansell and I, I think, were, were sitting together in Turkey and exploring the, the world of Rumi together. Um, so, uh, Georgina, I wonder if there's a lot of people at the moment who are maybe in lockdown. My son at the moment is busy doing art with his... Uh, with his mum and getting very, very creative at the minute. Uh, as we speak, my youngest son, 
uh, among our eldest actually is choosing artwork for his bedroom um, on the internet at the moment too so they're kind of fascinated with this uh, world of art as well and i think having where people have got time at home it's a great opportunity to maybe start doing something creative or picking up that hobby that you used to have and what are your um, sort of top tips for people wishing to practice art themselves and the first thing is not to be afraid um i've done a lot of classes with people of all abilities and, and, and ages um, from people who are visually impaired to people with special needs. Um, and, and it really comes down to one thing. Don't be afraid to fall in the mud. I still produce work that goes in the trash, and I'm happy about that. Mm. Um, and that's what you have to do. So basically, um, people get very, especially adults, they get very uptight. It has to be perfect has to be right all the time, and nothing is perfect in art. Nothing is perfect in life. There isn't perfection. We are all learning to be perfect. We will never will be, but that's what's exciting. So yeah. you want to go and create something, go and do it. Stop thinking, just do it. Paper. Something that you can mark, make a mark. Doesn't matter if it looks ridiculous. I've had people who were producing work that was pretty hard, actually. And then after a period of weeks and weeks and weeks, out of the blue, they would produce something amazing. And then they're on, they're on it. It's actually best to, to make mistakes, many, many. I most like the people who um, produce work which is pretty horrid and then they produce work which is more pure it's really really just not being afraid to get hands messy don't worry about your nails anything like that that's silly just enjoy the most important thing is you enjoy it and no rules no regulations just enjoy and do you get yourself, would you, you know, into when you're, you're creating a piece of art, would you get yourself into a meditative state when you start? Does that, something like that help? you have techniques like that? Or do you just, uh, you know, do you do your best work when you're, you're feeling ruffled? I mean, how, how does that work? Do no, you... you actually, you know, I've said this to you. I do my best work when I'm happy. I will do my best work when I'm in love. Um, and I, I think that's known internationally, whether it's producing music or film or art or whatever, anything creative. When you're in love, you can actually produce the most exciting things ever. But it's, it's all about learning uh, to use your emotions um, correctly in the artistic process. So when, you, uh, when you're angry... And we've seen it, it, you can tell from marks people produce on, on a page when you're teaching, how somebody's feeling, whether somebody's uptight. And uh, the, the people who, are, who find making mistakes really difficult are illustrators. Um, 
they have to have it perfect because they're conditioned to work in a certain way, whereas mm. I don't care. I know I'll get it right. Um, my first uh, commission was actually um, painting on glass. I had no idea you painted upside down. You painted the reverse. I, oh, really? <laughs> so this is not... Um, and, you know, as I explained to you when we met, I'm dyslexic, so it wasn't actually that difficult. Allow yourself to freak out in the creative process. I mean, allow yourself to be annoyed or, or whatever. You need to get rid of that tension and just enjoy. It's like when you go to a party and then for the first maybe 20, 30 minutes, you're internally uptight um, and you're meeting all these people. You're in this environment which is very frightening, even for the most, even for people who do it all the time. Um, and it's letting yourself go and having the confidence to do that. And that takes time. And the same in the creative process. So today, if you want to be creative, go and get some paper. Get some wood. Start gluing. Start making marks. And to hell with the results. Good or bad, who cares? You've enjoyed yourself. Do like the man where the man goes out into his shed and he does whatever he does in that shed. That's what you have to do. I think everyone should have a man shed where you can go out, have a space where you can be, be silly. And I think gardening is a great example. Um, people who have gardens and they can get their hands dirty. Who cares? Uh, I, I, I love you're it. I'm never, never really so happier better. than when I'm in my garden. It's just uh, yeah, great. I was thinking I built a big truck to to put soil in and and thawed raspberries last week. And uh, we and then as a family, we all made uh, tie dyed uh, t shirts in in different colours, which was uh, which was really good fun as well. It's uh, it's quite nice to get your hands dirty and together, isn't it? Oh yeah. So it doesn't have to just be a so doesn't have to just be a solo activity. You can do you can Absolutely do things together. Not, no. Can you? Mm, yeah, no. That's why I think so, anything I, that's tactical with your hands, I particularly like. I mean, I love technology; it's fantastic. Um, but uh, something where you're using your hands uh, in a creative way, I mean, it it, it is just. You go into your own zone. No one can hurt you in that time. Mm. So when you're reading, and no a, one can hurt you. And when a bit like life, reading, it sounds to me like no you, you. what you've described, I think it's very helpful that you produce your best work uh, when you're happy, when you're feeling energized, when you're, when you're positive, when you're in, in uh, love. Um, you know, when... You know, when you can almost, I guess, feel like you're in a, a bit of your own heaven in earth while you're on in, in earth. And um, it, it feels to me from what you're saying that actually that's a space that when you're you're doing art that you should get into. And I think that's yeah. just the space where I find myself that I do the most expansive, you know, the, the best work for my clients when I'm doing it out of love, uh, not doing it because it's about earning money. It's about actually helping people, caring, supporting 
uh, and that's where the sort of positive energy flows and uh, and the communication flows. I think that's a space we've got to find, haven't we, in this difficult period at the moment, and not being driven by by fear and negativity and and sadness and anger and blame and trolling people on the internet, but but really finding that space that you've described, that creative space where we can uh, you know, be of our best and give our best. And if we're like that at the moment during this lockdown, I think people will remember us for, us for it and be attracted to work alongside us and with us uh, when we, we move into you know, this other future um, or even right now. So uh, I think it's very inspiring yeah. that. So, so tell me, look, we've got and a few minutes I've, left. I've Just, noticed, uh, yeah. Sorry. Is Hello, that when, when you're passionate about something, um, that people can pick up on it? It's, it's something, some people think you can fake it, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I deal with people um, at a very high level in society in terms of income level sometimes, or status level, or whatever... Um, they will know if you're faking it. So often we're trying to impress too much. And if you're just being yourself and you're, you love what you do, whether it's chasing that deal, whether it's creating whatever it is, that natural good energy will make that person respond incredibly to you. You may not... Um, you know, get that deal. You may not get that sale, but that energy is is really powerful. It will work. Mm, I think I think it's interesting. I've not thought this before, but in a good piece of of art, and I, I love um, I love art. We've got some some art that we've collected over the years. Not so much since we've had children. <laughs> we don't really have there's, uh, there's lots of free money to be spending on it. But we've got quite a sort of art around the house. And I think what I, I do love in that art is the the energy that I pick up from it, which I'm sure probably some of that came from the, the state that the art mental state and the that the artist was in at the time. And uh, you've, oh, you've got that then to, to put on your wall, haven't you? Or where or, or on your, if it's a sculpture or something on a mantelpiece or whatever. But the the energy within that is uplifting. Yeah. It, and is this why people, I mean, is this why, for example, companies in the commercial sector, you know, buy your art and, and, and utilize it within their office spaces and things like that? Is that why they, they come to you? Uh, they come to me because I'm good. <laughs> I'm very good. <laughs> so that, that's why they come to me. Um, but... And they also come to me because of reputation. So um, very much um, reputation is really, really important, and that's built up over a labor of love and a lot of heartache. Mm. Uh, And because I've always said this, there's only one of me. Um, I'm not cloned yet. (laughs) Um, And... I, I, I'm producing my work, and it's my stamp. It's me, 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 which sounds a bit over the top, but they know they're getting something which is um, something extra special. So they're not just getting an artwork to fill that blank space in the wall. 
They're not just getting the artwork because they know that artwork's going to go up in value. They're getting it because they they have built um, a bond with me. They like me as a person and they like the work, but they're not stupid. They will buy because the work looks good. They will buy because it's an investment and they will buy because they will look cultural and more human to the outside world. Fantastic. So it's a combination. Um, the individual personality and the work is what pushes it. Excellent. I've got one minute before we have to close. I need to wrap, wrap up. Um, what a, do you have a final single message you'd like to leave us with? Yeah. Today, enjoy. You may not have tomorrow. So if you have your family around you, tell them you love them. And um, give them a big hug. <laughs> and remember well, a, this a big... time, this is just a blip. <laughs> and be the best yeah, you well... can. Fantastic. Well, th thank you so much, Georgina, for talking to us. It's been really, really fascinating today and uh, a big virtual hug for me for, for taking the time to come and talk to us. And I think you've, you know, you've helped me to uh, you know, reconnect with the art that I've got at home and think about doing some more. And uh, I know people all over the world are buying your art. And uh, so if you want to check out more uh, around Georgina, do go to Instagram and check out Georgina Heskin. That's H-E-S-K-I-N on um, Facebook and, uh, and have a look at what she does. And if your company is looking for art, I'm sure Georgina would be delighted to talk to, talk to you. Um, so I want to say on next week's show, we have David Heiner. David has spoken to over a million people, uh, and we're going to talk to him around. He's got done loads of work around uh, with young people. Uh, so we're going to talk about the young people who are you know, moving into the workplace and how to deal and connect with them. So uh, thank you for that. And if you're interested in, in um, interviews and, and learning more about uh, some of the things that I'm doing, but actually seeing me, because you don't see me in, in this, um, we do something now on a Thursday called Look Forward Thursdays. It's with the Business Growth Bureau. Uh, I'm interviewing on there regularly, and I'm being interviewed on Elevating Leadership next Thursday. You can access that free between 5 and uh, 6. So uh, Google Look Forward Thursdays, um, Business Growth Bureau, and Chris Cooper, and I'm sure you'll find out where to get access to that. If you don't, drop me an email at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. I'll point you in the right direction. Uh, and in the meantime, if you've got any questions, comments, I'd just love to hear from you. So I'd love to hear what you think of this interview uh, and uh, connect with you, any suggestions for the future. And uh, you never know, we might even um, bring one or two of you onto the show at some point as well. So thank you very much for that. Thanks again, Georgina. And do take care so and do, do get on and, uh, and, and do some art. <laughs> thank you, Georgina. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.